Blog Talk Radio. Uh, tonight, 
and uh, how we can make that happen in uh, this community. So we got that. Plus, of course, we got our Scoop Nation hot topic. And then I'm excited. We don't have one. We don't have two, but we have three new songs with three new artists tonight. So I'm excited about that um, as well. So we're going to get into the show. Uh, But before we did, let me uh, say what's up to my people real quick. Uh, So what's going on, Miss Kelly Johnson of Curvy Kidding? Hey, what's up? How you doing? What's going on? How you doing, Kel? I'm doing okay, just grinding, like always. Always, always. Ready to have a good time tonight. Yeah, I saw you got something coming up. You got a you thing? I'm like, listen, does she want to make clothes? She trying to save the world? What is this woman doing now? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to save the world by making clothes. Assumption. Hey. So I said, so, so, so the Kirby Kittens is, is, is going for the babies now? I said, goodness Lord. I said, yes, she just need to go yes. ahead and open, she need to go ahead and open up a church and call it a day or something. What? You, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what's up. But make sure you tell us, keep us in the loop of what's going on with that. So, and of course, we got Miss Shaquille Willis, Elegance by Design. What's going on, Q? Hey, hey, good night, good evening. How's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good. I'm, I'm getting it all in there, every, wherever you are, <laughs> whatever time it is. Good morning, good afternoon. It's, it look, right. It's there something, whatever. Whenever you listen to it, good, whatever. Man, I'll let you know, today's been a blur for the kids. But, yes, I'm happy to be here with y'all. This is what I've been trying to get to all day. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. And then what's going on, Cuzzo? Mr. Rashad Ray Chan. Tell me how you doing, man. Hey, now. What's happening? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm doing well. Doing well. No complaints. How things going your way? Oh, man, good, good, good. Ladies, how y'all doing this evening? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Hey now, hey now. Yeah, so y'all ready? We got a good, we got a pretty good show tonight. Like I said, we got three, uh, three, yeah, three new artists that we're gonna be featuring tonight. Um, so as always, y'all continue to send um, in your music. You want to definitely send it to us by emailing your MP3, the MP3 version of your song. Um, to us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com and put, um, of course, give us permission to play it. And if you have any type of graphic that you want played, um, then do that as well. Um, And then, other than that, let's see. Um, What else I got? That's it. Oh, and if you got a call in, if you got any questions or comments about anything, please feel free to call us at 929-477-2304. Nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. So, are we gonna go ahead and jump into the show, Cuzzo? Uh, you got the news. What's going on in the news tonight? Okay, so in the news tonight, I kind of uh, I want to mix my sports with money and management. So, this is the season where a lot of young men come into a large, large, large amount of money. It's called NFL draft time. So um, with that, this is also the same time where, you know, the NBA is starting to close out 
and their money system is looking at what's going on in the two the next deals. So with the two being prevalent of what's going on right now, our favorite man, the triple-double king himself, Russell Westbrook, is looking at a five-year extension to the tune of $217 million, which equates to $46 million a year to play basketball in the city of Oklahoma if he takes that deal. We'll start with that one. What do you guys think about that? That's a lot of money. <laughs> Straight up and down. Five years, $217 million. The contract is called a super max, and that will make him the highest paid player in NBA history. Five years, $217 million if he stays in Oklahoma City. I mean, does that leave any money for anything else? Any other players that everybody keeps saying we need so bad? Like, what does that do for them? And see, that's where I was going to say, now that's where it comes to the NBA salary cap. Um, Each year they have a number. Just for example, let's set that number at $150 million. So for five years, Russell is $46 million of $150 million. So start every season minus 46. Oh, wow. Unless. For five years. Unless Unless he leaves. (laughs) No, well, no. I mean, the other part of that is, so there's a cap. The other part of that story is in the NBA, there's a cap, but the, the owner can choose to go over the cap. But if he does, he has to pay a luxury tax. Which is a percentage, I forgot what the percentage is, but which is a percentage of every, a certain amount, if he goes over a certain amount. But they can go over it. Like in Cleveland, they're over it by, I think, I forgot, by a lot. And so I think he played, when I read something, he pays like an additional $20 million a year just in luxury tax. But because, you know, LeBron wants a winner now and they can win, he gladly pays it. So, so and, and I think to answer your question about paying up people, I mean it depends. Does you know which is really one of the big issues is the the uh, what's the owner of the, the Thunder? I forgot his name. Um, I know Presti. Uh, is, is it Presti? Presti. Is that who? Yeah. Presti. I think it's Presti. What? Now, uh, I'm gonna say that's the name they say the most. I don't know who owned them, but I know that's <laughs> right. one chief. That's Brooks gonna wake up every day to. <laughs> I make forty six million a year. What do you make? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Holla at but if he, it's um. Oh man, hold on. I can tell you just a second. But yeah, he, if he wants to pay that um, that amount, the Clay Bennett. Thank you. It's Clay Bennett. Yeah, and Clay Bennett wants okay. wants to wants to pay that, then it, you can you can go over the luxury tax. You know you can go over the cap and pay the luxury tax. If not, the number is the number. Can I get a money mentor breakdown? 
So we know that that's forty six million a year for five years. Uh-huh. What are we talking about? Like if somebody was talking about monthly and paychecks, what is he looking at? Like if I wanted to say I wake up every day, I'm worth what? Well, let's see. So it's what? It's eighty eighty two games a year. I mean, you talking about just the basketball? Don't they get paid through the summer? Yeah. I mean, is this $5 million just for the basketball season, or is that for 365 days of the year? We're paying you to work out. We're paying you to make sure you're healthy. Like, nice. how does – you know what I mean? Like, or is it just uh, when we lace up, you $46 million, and after that, whatever you do is your life. I hope your $46 million was good to you. <laughs> if they get paid, like I said, they get game checks, but and then they get off-season stuff they do. But, I mean, you talk for 46 – Let's just call it forty-six million. Well, I do want to I do want to point this out though, because this is something that I learned. Did you know that they pay taxes for every state that they go to? Every to play state the game? they go into. Yes, so if they go, they go like the when they play in California, the taxes are higher and places like that. So your check isn't always the same. Like that's uh-huh. another thing, people. I didn't well, know that. Yeah, look at they like, oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about that? California doesn't have like, California what you think you was getting paid last night, you ain't getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but when you when you get paid millions of dollars, like, so? Oh, it's a matter, though. It's a matter. <laughs> it's a matter. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's a matter still, <laughs> though. <don't> <laughs> they don't matter. It we don't get know. done so dribbling, and I expected 50 million, and I get 30. Oh, it matters. It's yeah, 20 million it's Where did it go? To the city. Yeah. What? Yeah, it matters. It's 82. It's 82 games in the basketball season. So at 46 million dollars, um, a ba- a season, and that's not including roster bonuses or p- playoff bonuses because they get a bonus if they make the playoffs. Yep. Um. So you're talking 500, close to 561 thousand dollars a game. How much? Oh. Are- the exact number, right. the exact number is five hundred sixty thousand nine hundred seventy-five dollars and sixty-one cents. That's the exact number. And see, and they ain't gonna say nothing about eighty-nine percent tax in each. You know what I mean? Bruh. In each state. It's and they're saying sometimes smart. two and three times a week. Smart. Six hundred thousand to dribble a basketball a night. <laughs> You say nothing to me. To answer your your other question, per per day, so for five years per day, that's one hundred twenty-six thousand twenty-seven dollars and forty cents per day. Oh my lord! I wake up to a comma. I'm a comma every day. I wake up. (laughs) Don't you say nothing to me. I only have to go to work. I'm working comma today, baby. I wake up to a comma. I don't even got to go to work today. I'm working for comma, baby. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's, hey, yeah. that's Rick James money. money right there. I'm putting my feet on everybody's couch. You can't tell me nothing. I put my feet Big on the couch. <laughs> Get you another couch. A lot of money. Ray Chan was here, baby. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it's a lot of money. I think the problem... One of the biggest issues, like you said, they just don't know. So a lot of times those guys, you know, when they get, before they get their check, it's spent. 
So like people do just basically what we just did. So somebody just like <laughs> so when you get your first job and somebody says you making fifty thousand dollars a year, what's the first thing you do? You go to your calculator. I'm about my mama career. I'm finna give me a nice no, card. I mean, you go, I'm just saying, you go to your calculator and be like. Yeah, oh, my paycheck's gonna be X amount. Not forgetting, <laughs> you got taxes, you got for you know insurance, you got all of that kind of stuff that's gonna come out, and so that's gonna um you know that's gonna affect the amount of of the actual check. So you gotta you know it is what it is. It is what it is. So and they have a baby on the yeah. way. Although I don't think they at all worried about little baby Westbrook. <laughs>
which means ticket oh, prices, whatever ticket the ticket prices, yeah, whatever the ticket yeah. prices are, you're going to sell out. It means that when that happens, that means you drive revenue because that means that all of the restaurants around you, you know what I mean, all the restaurants around you, your stadium going to do good because after the game, people go eat. It's, it's it's all a bigger part of the bigger part of the economy of that area. That's why when LeBron left, Cleveland died. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah. One hundred twenty-six thousand twenty-seven dollars and forty cents a day. <laughs> Good God, That's on, a lot of money, man. but on the back end of that, I, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, but who, I mean, how can you, even if you're trying to look into the future, I just don't see how anybody can turn down being the highest paid player in in history, not just in the league, but in the, all the entire history of the league. Can you imagine that yeah. pressure, though? That's what I was getting ready to say. Like, and on the flip side of the money, with that comes – so much pressure. Look at the way that we did <clears throat> Kevin Durant when he left. And I know there's all this other stuff surrounding why people are so emotional about that. But he didn't even touch, you know, we didn't even, that wasn't even a conversation for him. And now we're offering that to Westbrook for five years. There's a level of ownership that these fans feel for these players. And, you know, if you're looking legacy-wise, this is five years, but do we think Russell Westbrook is getting ready? Will he be ready to retire in five years? Will he be ready to move around in five years? Are we going to string him up when he leaves? If he leaves, is it going to be a, you know, we all, like, there's a, that's a lot of pressure. And even just during the five years of actually playing, are, are you going to give me a team that I can win with? Or am I going to have to justify this ridiculous amount of money every time we lose a game? Is it, you know what I'm saying? That's a lot of um, personal peace pressure that's at, at stake. And I know some of that comes with the games, but you have to think that's a lot of pressure to put on a person. And that's, how is that going to affect performance overall? You can block out a lot, but just to think of that from the personal perspective, damn, like that's a lot of, that's, there's a lot that comes with, you know, all of that. <laughs> all of that fact, we look at the dollars because that, that's stuff that we don't, you know, in, in our current situation, we're not even focused, you know, we can't even fathom having that much money at our disposal. So we'd be like, hell yeah, sign me up. But for someone who's been kind of dealing in that realm, it's kind of, I can imagine the, the the dinner conversations he and his wife and, you know, what they're talking about. That's a lot of pressure to have to deal with. Yeah. That's, all, that's all I had on that. That was my two cents for that one. Just sheesh. Yeah. And oh, what an issue to have. Oh, what a worry to have, right? Right. I'm telling you, dollars and forty cents. What'd you say? Uh, What'd you say? Okay. I said I'll be stressed out. Who'll be on board with no? <laughs> 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 Looking crazy, stressed out for every penny. Man, I'm telling you, that's a lot to handle. Every day of the week. These teeth get brushed for a hundred and twenty six thousand twenty seven dollars <laughs> and forty cents a ch don't talk to me like that. <laughs> I'm telling you. I would have a new attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's go ahead and get to this. Let's, get, let's go ahead and enter and do this first song we got uh that we got coming up. We can come back to this. All right, so we have our first artist is Count, and the song is Reminisce. <laughs>
And that was reminisced by, by Count, um, which leads us into our next segment of the show. Uh, we will be discussing group ep- I'm sorry, group economics and the black dollar. Um, this segment is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection. We are servicing women who want to show off their curves um, in all sizes. So we had a very passionate conversation last week um, about building Black Wall Street. So we're going to take that conversation a little further, and um, I just wanted to discuss um, a resource for learning about group economics. We throw the term around a lot, but do people really understand that, oh, I'm sorry, the dynamics of group economics. Um, there's one resource called goblackcentral.com. They have some videos and um, statistics and things that can kind of break it down. So one thing I thought was interesting is that um, African Americans spend $1.4 trillion per year, which equates to approximately $3.8 billion each day. So imagine if we redirect our dollars, practice the group economics, and divest from businesses that don't support our communities and use that those dollars to put them back into businesses that do support us. Um, one, one way that they said they put it simply was that, for example, if we chose to redefine Black Friday and decided to practice the group economics and spend that $3.8 billion every Friday, Throughout one year, black-owned businesses that would add up to $200 billion of revenue. And then, in turn, that money would be invested back into the black community. And other uh, groups are already doing it, for example, the Jews and and, um, Asians. So it's really time for us to buckle down and start doing the same thing. Um, What are your thoughts on it? We'll start with... Rashad, what are your thoughts on on the that amount of money and how we can get it back to the black community? Um, I don't really think anything is ever about the amount of money. I think it's about how we use the money. Um, because if it's just one million dollars flat, one million dollars flat to you know ten people, if used properly, can be the world. But it, I think a lot of times the using is wrong, and to properly use given funds, I always say buy the grass and not the building. Buy the grass. The grass is what matters. Be a person that owns the piece of land that wants to be cultivated on in an area that matters. Then anything that happens, colorblind, who cares? They have to build it asking you. That's how you start it. We need to start buying grass, not buildings, grass. If you ride past and you see all these lots that say, call such and such because this whole empty piece of grass is empty to somebody. We need to start pooling together and start being the person who's on that billboard, not the person who's calling the billboard. 
Be the person on the billboard. Learn how to buy the grass, not the building, the grass. We don't want the building. We want the grass. That's how you do it. Okay. I can see that. What's your thoughts, Q? Um, I think, I do think that there's power in redirecting our dollars. I think it's important that we need to start doing it, but doing it with intent and being consistent at it. Um, When it's trending, we'll seek out, you know, the homegirl who stays in our feed and, you know, buy things like that. But I I think we need to get um, more consistent and more organized in what we're really doing. Like, look for the things that you know you buy weekly, your dish soap, your toothpaste, you know, your um, – when it comes to your day-to-day, how you take care of your household. That's the way that I think it will become routine, and it won't necessarily be something that's trending. It will just be what you do. Um, And that's not necessarily finding every product that you purchase has to be made by um, someone in the African-American community, but is it purchased from a store that's owned by someone? You know, is it it – the person who, who gets it there. Like, we have to think out of the box as far as what we're considering or what we classify as black-owned because I think that's what we're using in a lot of ways to cop out and say, oh, well, I don't have a near me. There's no one by me that has that. Like, we've got we've to really stop looking for the, um, the textbook, what we feel needs to be not necessarily the most popular black, black brands and, and who we're all trending and say, oh, yeah, I bought from them. But, like, literally, go to your neighborhood, look around and pay attention to who, who's there and, and seek out those people and really start to shop with them. See what you can do to help those businesses and, and share that information. Don't, you know, not be so quick to share that you had a bad experience, but when you had a good one, really, really take the time out to – kind of give them that extra shine to get somebody else in the door because it's it's hard out here. And that's a totally different type of marketing, a totally different type of redirect that we're having to do to make that really happen. It can happen. And I think it would be very, very powerful if it does. It'll mess around and shock us how much of a difference that it could really make. But we got to get, we have to think about how we go about doing it and be consistent. Mm -hmm. Well, for um, no, I, I think that we um, we don't have a choice. I think that on both, so from the consumer standpoint, the consumer has to, um, like Shakira would say, be very um, um, intentional about about where where the money goes, and the business owner has to also be very intentional about making sure that there's a certain that those that that we have to make sure that the services are present that we can that we can, you know, shop shop from. And sometimes it takes it takes um some time. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard the I forgot her name, but it's uh the lady who did the buy black for a whole year. And uh-huh. so if you read her if you read her story for her um her you know, her um her she wrote a book about it. She talks about how initially it was very difficult to make sure that you know to do this and shout out shout out to her because this was actually I don't know if you know Richard, do you know about this? Because she lives in like the Maywood area. Um so No. Um yeah, so what she did was um uh she 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 wanted to go a whole year and um 
and only support African Americans, African American businesses. And so what she did, her name is Maggie Anderson. There it is. I found it. And so what she wanted to do was literally, you know, from dry cleaning to restaurants to whatever for a whole year, that's what she did. And she called it my black my black year. Um and so our black year. And and she literally for a whole year did nothing but support. But it's really transformative, you know, because you get the opportunity to see what's there, what's not there. And kind of like what we talked before, you know, a lot of a lot of the stuff I think that we're that we're looking for, we don't we don't necessarily know that we do or don't have. Like I know, you know, we're talking we were talking about um, uh, toothbrushes. Like there's a company that makes a black owned company that makes toothbrushes. Like we don't really think about that kind of stuff. We just go to Walgreens and buy, or you just go to you know where you buy. So. The intent it would let us know and be more conscious of where our money is going, and then to Rashad's point, we can pull money together and start buying grass. Like we can't buy grass and we ain't got no money. <laughs> and so, right. so, so, uh, so I think we have. I think that's part of the step. Part of the step is to say, okay, I'm going to be intentional about making sure that the community that I live in is represented, and that I'm buying, you know, from that community. But we have to do that. I think, like I said, it takes intentionality, but also from the business owner, you know, we've heard the stories. It takes as a business owner having a business that somebody wants to shop at um, and not just say, well, just because I'm black, you're supposed to spend your money with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just to, to piggyback off of um, the being intentional and consistent, those are those are two words that just made me think of a thought about we t- we often um, try to bring examples or to break it down to the you know to the masses about group economics by giving examples of you know the Asian community, Jewish community, uh, Hispanic community. But the thing that I think makes us stand apart that's very basic is that you don't hear about all these meetings. That they're having to get together to have group economics, you know right. what I mean? They they just that is just it's just learned. They just do it. It's passed down from generation to generation, and so we have to really. The only way we're really going to get it, yes, the ones that are are, are uh, you know black owned businesses and and have the ability to get the word out on trying to circulate the black dollar, we can do our part, but we really have to instill it into the youth. Because that's the only way we're going to really catapult into being able to um, compete and to and to change, you know, what's going on with our culture and have that domino effect of saying, okay, now we have uh, more black-owned businesses and we have uh, an, a wealth or have wealthy, you know, a, a realm of wealthier people to be able to make significant changes in our communities. So I don't know if, you know, we get so caught up in the in the planning that there's no action. Yeah. So my take on it is that if we keep do, you know doing like we're doing, go ahead and keep teaching it. Show these resources for the people who don't you know necessarily think they want to go out and fight the good fight. Okay, well how about you get on um, BlackCentral.com and, and see where the money you know what they're talking about with the money and just follow their steps. You know, and like even you said with the black toothbrush, that's one thing that I changed. I used mm-hmm. the toothbrushes from Black Opal, 
And so I bought a few packs and I passed them out to my friends just to say, you know, hey, see how it works, how does it feel? Um, they were uh, the bristles were was a little more firm than what I would normally use, but that's like the only um, review I had about it. So mm-hmm. I have them. I'll be using them, and you know, probably buy again. So. You know, it, it it is just taking one little step at a time, but going ahead and doing the action of it. You know, stop planning so much and just go ahead and do it. Let me ask you, let me ask this question. And again, and, and you know, you know, I have my mask for a reason. But when you did that, when you, your your analysis of that company, did you tell them that? No, because I did I not think, tell them. That I, the, I think yeah, I think that maybe sometimes. That's one of the things like that that I think that we don't do a good job of is that we don't mm-hmm. say I like your product I'm gonna support your product but like you said you know is there first of all maybe maybe we don't know you know maybe they're supposed to be that hard you know or that that's different we don't mm-hmm. know that, you know these are a little more harder than what I'm used to is there you know can y'all do y'all make them softer or can you make them soft and maybe again for them. Um, that does two things. That gives them the opportunity to either educate their community, um, or mm-hmm. maybe somebody somebody hadn't had the idea that oh, yeah, these might be a little too hard, you know. And so let's 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 put out a, a, a another line that's not as you know that the bristles aren't at all. Right. Yeah, and then and just in my experience, they they did advertise. I can't remember if it was advertising or maybe just another review, but it was on the website when I went to um, look at the website before I ordered, uh, that was mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah. that's one of their, um, you know, their selling points is that it's a firmer toothbrush. But I, but that is a good idea. Because I, and, I, and I'm terrible at that, and that's something that I'm glad that you mentioned so I can take note of that for myself. If I have a problem with the, with the company, I'm so... Um, against bashing companies that yeah. I won't say anything bad about them, but then I I won't take the initiative to go ahead and, and just, you know, just message the company or the owner or whatever, the customer service department and say, hey, this is, um, you know, I had a little issue with this. So I, yeah. I try to make sure I'm always positive when I'm talking about those companies and not bringing out any negativity for somebody else to see. Uh, but yeah, I do need to make a point to you know, mention yeah, that or do a review think, or something. Yeah, I think my and the reason I said, like I said, I don't necessarily even think in that instance. I agree with you. I wouldn't want. I think the one thing that we want to stay away from, like you said, is the negative stuff. Not that it's, but you know, we should go to we should go to the owner and say, hey, whatever, you know, this one's going on. But I think what it does is it gives it just again, it's just information. We don't know, like you said, we don't know that that there might be a reason why that's like that. You know, or mm-hmm. you know, like you said, they tell you that up front, but why? Even if it's something that might make you say, I don't know if I want to use this because this kind of hurts. Well, we don't know that you know. And I'm just you know throwing pulling something out of my behind when I say this, but maybe they're <laughs> supposed to be that hard because it helps with the you know helps get rid of plaque better or something. You know what I mean? We don't know that, and so that's why I say it gives them an opportunity to to educate us. And maybe because I mean, and Kelly, you and I have had, I've, and I've had this discussion before about our clothing line. Like there are certain things mm-hmm. that come up that we assume people know because we know, or we don't think that people don't know, and we think it's very visual. You know that that certain, you know that, and it's like, oh, 
Okay, I guess we didn't do a very good job of explaining that. So let's explain it better because we get a lot of people saying they don't understand this. And I think that's how we help one another by giving each other that constructive feedback and not saying, oh, because because of that one time, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. And I think we need that for each other. And then you can in turn turn around and say, like you just did, you just gave them an endorsement, and I'm going to keep buying this. Mm-hmm. That's and I, how we and uh, yeah. Now you had a post earlier um, that I wanted to make mention that we can discuss about um, that you were shopping for something. So why don't you tell mm-hmm. our listeners about your experience? So, so I'm looking looking for some um, videography work. I'm looking for a videographer, and I was looking to. Um, to, to get some work done. So I went to a, um, I've got like about four or five different black-owned videographers, told them the scope of work, hey, this is what I need, give me your price. They all gave me their price. The price range, I believe, was like between like $150 and $250. Um, and as a small business, as a small business owner, you know, I kind of, I hold on to my little ducks. And so, um, so I'm like, okay, and so I, I've quite frequently, you know, in the past have used a site called Fiverr. So for those who don't know, there's a site called Fiverr.com where you can go to, and when it initially started, everything on there, all of the work they did cost $5. Um, but now that they've grown, you know, their, their prices have grown. So some stuff is $5, some stuff is, you know, $30, $40, $50. It just depends. You can pick the price based upon the scope of the work. And so when I went to Fiverr on there, you know, now they have videographers, I went into, like, you can on there do commercials now. Like, that's not something that in the past when they first started you could do. It used to just be logos and um, flyers. But now you can literally go on there, and they can do videography work. They can edit. They can do um, uh, um, uh, anything, any type of tech work. They can do book work. They can do coding. They can do a lot of stuff. So anyway, so I go in there, get a, a, a quote from them, and there's a $50. So I go back to all of the the black-owned business owners and say, hey, listen, I got a quote over here for $50 to do the same work. And on Fiverr, they also give you samples of their work. And so I'm like, and from the quality of work, both of y'all's quality is about the same. So Mm -hmm. would you be willing, because I want to give you the work, would you be willing to negotiate your price? Uh, you know, down to, to Matt stairs to the fence, and they said no. All of them said no. And I said, okay, what about if I do it, give it to you for 75 Would you do it for 75 No. This is our price, and this is all we're going to do for. So in that moment, now I was I was kind of, you know, in my mouth thinking, you know, I, I want to give them this work, but to me, as a small business owner, I can't, you know, one fifty, two hundred versus fifty. That's a hundred dollars that I can use for Facebook ads. I can use, you know, what I mean, that's how my mind is working. Mm-hmm. So I had to go. I had to make a decision. And so I was asking the question on the post, what should the minority business owner? What should they have done? Should they have lowered their prices? What should I have done? Do you think that I should have went with the with the black person because they're a black owned business and paid more? Or, you know, or should I have went with Pfizer? 
And how do we as business owners, what do we do about it? Because that was the real intent of my post was to say, what do we do about something like that when there are other places out there that are less expensive, but we still want to support our support our own? And I don't, you know, I wasn't mad at the black people for not lowering their prices. That's that's their choice. That's their business. But at the same time, I have to do what I have to do. Now, I would say as a as a business owner, if I was in that predicament, I would I would first of all I would match the price. But I would also ask, well, can I can I um you know, in exchange for me uh giving you this discount, can I count on you to uh, write a review and advertise for me on your social media? So I would have done something like that to try to go ahead and get the get the sale because you may be so excellent that they you know, pay the the um the higher rate the next time. Or, you know, refer somebody else to you. You know, you just never know how that happened. But I, I would ne- I would try my best to, you know, as much as I could try to beat um that price if someone if a customer came to me um sincerely like that. Yeah. Now and, and, and yeah. I just and when I thought about it, I thought from a service based business you know, that can make sense. But I thought like, okay, so if I'm if I'm elegant by design and somebody comes from right. <laughs> I got you know, uh product I'm over here here. thinking mm. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I got product There's a certain here. there's a certain price point where I I know what my break even is. And there's a break even in the service industry too, but you know, I know my break even is, and so I need to be able to, you know, to say. Now, has he again? My thing would have been even in the discussion. I might, I probably wouldn't, but I probably would have appreciated the discussion to say, you know, my break, you know, my expenses are blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And this is why, you know, this is what my break even is, and I'd be willing to cut. You know what I mean? Like that to me would have been like, you know, if I had it, okay, you know, cool. I'm gonna support. I'm gonna support my, you know, support you, but. Again, I think it really it's a, it's a tough one. It's, it's a definitely a tough question. Again, I don't think anybody was right or wrong. I just think it was just a matter of it's a good question. It's something we got to realize if we're going to play on the global economy, that this is the thing we got to think about. We we have to you know you have to figure out you have Target has to figure out how to play against a Walmart and now against an Amazon. How do they do that? When typically Target is supposedly more expensive than a Walmart, and 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 Amazon is more convenient. Yeah, because yeah. there's a balance that we we definitely have to find in that. Because I think we have to figure out when which moves we have to be strategic in how we negotiate. You know, because I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, maybe your your per, you know the the black people that you went to to offer that business may have been thinking, oh, he's trying to get over. Here's somebody trying to always, ask, you know, the, the, the perception mm-hmm. could have been different based on experiences, not recognizing mm-hmm. what it is that you're trying to do. Now, could that have been more conversation? Could there have been more communication that needed to be had? Possibly. But that's dependent upon how they responded to your attempts to negotiate. Because from what it sounds like, they were pretty dead set from that first time you countered. They came back with... You know, no, this is our price. They, they were hard, hard set at it, not even understanding that there are there is such a thing as negotiation, especially in a situation like with where people have the opportunity to get quotes and things like that. 
So, you know, I don't know. Again, I agree with you. There's not necessarily a right or wrong um, way to go about that. It really just depends on, I think, on what it is you're trying to do. Are you more or less worried about that one that one and done customer, you know, getting that sale, getting that money right then, or are you more worried about building relationships and really building a base where you can have that referral system set up and, you know, having that relationship built? Because even in a part, and in, in me having an actual, you know, just from the product standpoint, yes, you have products, you have your materials and costs that you have to incur. But on the back end of that, I have to think that's a part of my product, whether they're paying full price or if I'm discounting it, I'm going to have to put it in something. I'm going to have to label it. So those are still a part of what I provide. So I can't really pick and choose about, well, man, I spent $3 for this container. Okay, but that's the container you chose. That, that was a $3 container when you chose that. You know, that doesn't change based on this particular sale. You just have to recognize, is this going to be beneficial to me and this customer? Because if you have something that's hot, everybody's going to want it. Yeah, and of course they're going to want it for a discount if you're going to offer a discount. But you have to think to yourself as a business person and put your, you know, your popularity, your feelings, your friendships, and all that kind of stuff to the side and think, am I growing a business or am I just making sales every now and again? Because those two things have to change. You know, you have to go about how you do business when when you make those decisions. All right, we got a caller. Let me take the caller. Caller four six zero zero, you are on the scoop. What's your question or comment? How you guys doing tonight? Wonderful. Hey, hey. All right, all right. I'm gonna make a comment on what you've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just got through talking about what you're trying to do is get a hookup, a more fashionable, modern way of defining what you was doing with the with the person you was trying to quote unquote Jew down. You know, we talk about the Jews' business. <clears throat> but let's look at this from another perspective. You talk about supporting black businesses. And, ma'am, let's say that uh, you had a restaurant that sold fried chicken and other things. But let's concentrate on the fried chicken. And you got a nice dinner. I mean, it's tasty. It looks good on the place. It has good sides. You have a good drink and good dessert. Now, how do blacks support that businesses of yours? I mean, just real simple. I mean, how do they? How would you expect them to support it? How do we? How would you support this lady, uh, black business that's selling this marvelous, tasty chicken? Real quick. Buy the chicken. Anybody? All right, buy the chicken. Well, that's the wrong answer, really. Because if you're going to support, if you're going to support the black business, well, you need to. Raise the brawlers. You got to process the brawlers. You got to have the storage and the shipping, transportation. You also have to have a laying system where you have hens laying eggs that turns into chicks to replace the brawlers that's sold, that goes out to process. That's supporting a black business. Because even though she got a restaurant, she's buying her chicken from somebody else. And they can put you out of business real, real fast because when you have a good Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and come Monday you try to order something for the next weekend, they're going to say, well, look, I'm sorry, we're going to be short this weekend, but we'll give you a four for what we gave you last week. Well, you're out of business because you don't control the supply. And the same thing with the person that you're trying to, a young man, 
trying to get to come down on your order. They more likely don't control the supply of the material that's needed in order to fulfill your order. So until we get into the business of controlling it from A to Z, you're going to have these problems like that, and it's really not supporting black businesses. It's just they buying wholesale from somebody else, and they're selling to you retail, and actually the wholesaler has got you by the by the leg because if they decide that they don't want you competing against their cousin, or if they have a cousin that come to this country and say, look, we want to open up a chicken business, all right, we'll give you a good spot. Just hang on here for about a month or two. Now, another thing, how to recreate Black Wall Street? You don't have to recreate it. Those towns still exist today. One is called Taft, Oklahoma, all-black town. It has all the infrastructure you need in water, electricity, sewer, but blacks just don't want to move there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got some other towns, too, like that. Uh, they're in Warren County, North Carolina, called Soul City. You got yep. Whitwork out there in California. And you got another one in South Carolina, I think it's called uh, Freedom Town. So those cities already exist. And you just got to get people to move there. You got to have a plan and all those things. But I don't want to take on the more of your time. I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. How do we get people to move there? <laughs> well, that's, that's <laughs> you got <laughs> you got to provide them with something better than what they have presently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And see, blacks yeah, in the United States isn't enough. Well, see, blacks in the United States are already in the most comfortable country in the world, most prosperous uh-huh. country in the world economically, yeah, yeah. and they got all sure. these perks. Even the poorest of the poor black person in this country is richer than the richest of the poor in the rest of the world right now. It won't stay that way, but right now, other than Bermuda, I think Bermuda's, blacks in Bermuda have a higher uh, income than blacks. And that 1.4 trillion is, is mythical. It's not no 1.4 trillion because you only got, what, 18 million blacks that's above 18 the year, uh, 18 years old, or somewhere around in there, 18 to 25. The number of blacks that's adults that can work and have a job from, say, 18 to 65, you multiply, if you divide that number of blacks by that 1.4 trillion, well, you know, African Americans are not making that much money in general. So it's a, the average medium income is somewhere around $33,000, $35,000. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to think out the box. Y'all got to think big, like them Chinese youth did when they had the internet and TMN Square. When them youth told the oligarchy, say, look, we're ready to move. And right. the oligarchy stepped out of the way, and now China is what it is today. It's producing more millionaires than any place else in the country. You got to think big. You got to think out of the box. And you got to ask questions. And you already have, look at Black Enterprise, top 100 black businesses. You already have these outstanding businesses that's already involved in something that's got their hands full. But they have a source of what you need or whatever your idea center ends on. You just got to come up with a good plan, go to one of them and say, look, we need what you produce where I can sell it over here. And that's how mm-hmm. the negotiations begin. 
That's how the deal starts. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You can't be selling people, other people's made stuff and think you're going to be doing well. Them people will cut you off in a minute. That's true. They will cut you off in a minute. Yep. All right. We appreciate it. That's good. All right. Thank you. I'll check you out later. Thanks for listening. Okay. All right. Good wisdom. All right. I think we got another phone. We're going to. Yes. Um, The next new song that we have is uh, titled Can I by Joey Waters. Playhouse. Can, can I keep it real and bro? That's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and bro? Hey, that's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and bro? That's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and bro? Hey, that's the only way to be. It's only for the real ones. Hey, 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 the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. We'll never get tired, we'll never get tired On my job, Jesus 24-7 We'll never get fired, excuse my French I ain't worried about nothing, unless you're talking about pride But I'm drenched, all up in that sauce It's his vision over eye Real ones multiply, we add grace, subtract hate No, we don't divide, we gonna ride with mad faith Never lack faith, cause we know the prize I ain't never gotta play perfect, I'm the first to say I got flaws on me, got scars on me But the guys on me, undefeated, no loss on me Get to it, I ain't never gonna quit I just gotta keep grinding, man, let's do it I forever stay lit, cause the lightning I think shining, man, I got struggles that I got above Cause I got brothers that'll never judge Accountable and they got love It's the real ones that'll never budge Rock solid, riding thick or thin We all been through the mud Yeah, we bad and never content with sin We all saved by the blood And I was so in debt But Jesus came and paid the cost Took my burden from my back And then replaced it with a cross You can hate on me But I got that grace on me I keep it 1,000 just the way I gotta grow. If you with it, say you with it. Just one thing I gotta know. Can, can no. I keep it real and raw? That's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and raw? Hey, that's the only way to be. Can I keep it real and raw? That's the only way to be. Can I keep it real and raw? Hey, that's the only way to be. It's only for the real ones. Hey, 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 the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey, hey, the gold way. It's only for the real ones. No fake. Hey. Cause we know the Father's got us and we'll make it through the storm And we here, oh yeah we here, always giving that truth And we walking what we talking and we hit the street with proof And we show love but we show up more than the juice and the cold cut Oh yo no my hold up, that living water get pulled out We moving, no time to sit down, we all in on the grind What we doing, go right in your town to let you know that God shines ha, Cause this thing you fight daily, will consume your life daily But if you see Christ daily, you make new when you die daily No it ain't been perfect but I'm grateful for the pain So when I'm seeing clouds now I'm just thankful for the rain You can hate on me But the grace on me is the ace Homie, don't play, homie If you in my space, homie No, I don't do that fake, homie You can hate on me But I got that grace on me 
I keep it 1,000 just the way I gotta grow. If you with it, say you with it. Just one thing I gotta know. Can, can no. I keep it real and raw? That's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and raw? Hey, that's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and raw? That's the only way to be. Can, can I keep it real and raw? Hey, that's the only way to be. It's only for the real ones. Hey, hey, hate a gold way. It's only for the real one, no fake. Hey, hate a gold way. It's only for the real one, no fake. Hey, hate a gold way. It's only for the real one, no fake. Hey, hate a gold way. All right, that was Mr. Joey Waters with Can I? All right, kind of did that. I had my little bop going on for a minute there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and keep it pushing on this evening and hop on into our hot topic brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is always our specialty. Um, so you can check out our all-natural hair and skincare products at elegancebydesignwithaz.com. All right, so tonight's topic is one that we have been talking about pretty consistently for the past few days um, in the Scoop group. Um, we have been talking about the friend zone. Um, this is the topic that we talk about often, <laughs> uh, more often than I think we realized, especially after the conversations that we've had here recently. But the friend zone is a place that we get put, uh, that, you know, we can get put sometimes in the dating world when we are doing that feeling each other out phase. Um, you can start talking to somebody, you think you have chemistry, there seems to be some type of connection, and all of a sudden, Something changes in the mix, and one of you decides this ain't going to work. We're better off as friends. There may or may not be really a relationship that happens, but one of you might have thought that there could have been, and the other one is thinking, or not. And somehow you end up in this limbo space where you're not a couple, you're not really working towards being a couple, but from time to time you might do a couple things, or there might be a couple it's just it's just a weird space, but we've been talking about the friend zone and how one gets there, what happens when you get there, do you get stuck there forever, are you forever friend zone, or is it a temporary space? So needless to say, I have been um, enlightened to what's been going on in the dating world um, as far as this friend zone thing is concerned. And I just kind of want to, before we get into the conversation, ask you guys, what have you all ever been friend-zoned, and what was it like, or have you ever friend-zoned somebody? What, what does it take to get put in your friend-zone? Um, Kels, I'm going to start with you. What, 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 what does it take to get put in the Kels friend-zone, and have you, have you feel, do you feel you've ever been friend-zoned? <laughs> Take off mute. <laughs> Or not? <laughs> she, I bet she probably talking. Don't even know she on mute. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna give Kels a chance to bounce back. When with a bad since you here with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this. Um, have I ever been put in the friends? I get put in the preacher zone more than I get put in the friend zone. Let me say that. So I get past. I get put in the past the burn zone. Um. More than I more than I do that, but what I've learned is you only get friend zone when you allow it. 
Like I'm not as I've gotten older, I just say you're not gonna friends on me. I don't care. No, it's not gonna happen. And like, well, I don't I don't like you like that. You'll get over it. At some at some point you will see you will see this my way. I refuse. I like I'll refuse to do it. No, I'm not I'm not interested in being your friend like that. Sorry. So either we just don't talk. Like I, I just won't I won't do it. No. I'm the panda. The panda does not get friend zoned. <laughs> so wait a minute. So do you? So you have a friend zone. So let me make sure that I got this right. So you don't get friend zoned, but is your if if you start to entertain a woman or talk to a woman and realize because I I think that with the whole preacher persona, there might be some people that come at you from a certain perspective with a certain coming as one thing and they want they want win the preacher and not necessarily here for the panda but you you know you you figure out that this is what we're here for the intentions are different is that one of the things that gets you into get them put into the friend zone when it's not a interested in the win but more in the in the preacher and pastor they won't get them put in the, put in the friend zone that'll just they just won't ever date me i won't ever date them ah gotcha okay that's not yeah, even a, I just <laughs> want to, yeah i just won't date you Sorry. Mm-mm. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I, what about yeah, you? I, I know you delete. Let me, okay. say, let me let me let me clarify when I say this. I understand because again, at our age, the truth is, and this this sounds arrogant, but it's the truth. Men have an advantage, and I understand that. I get it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What advantage do we have? What, yeah, I was gonna say because based what? on the comments in the room, it seems like, like me, men get like friend zoned more than the than the ladies. I'm telling and, you, we do. And all that seemed like a new concept. Of, well, <laughs> I'm telling you. You said what? What you, what'd you say, cousin? What'd you say, Rashad? I said we were all asking, uh, how do we have men have the advantage? Men get friend zoned more than not. Because uh-huh. you let them. No, no. That's because, look, I know my worth. I'm not going to sit up and beg you to put myself on your plate. If I tell you I'm <laughs> I'm the steak and you try to make me the potatoes, then that's your fault. I'm moving on. I mean, again, and that's that's your choice, but that's not necessarily putting you in the friend zone. So the friend zone is the zone. To me, the friend zone is the Bermuda Triangle. Like, you can never, when you get in the friend, like, you don't get, you get put in the friend zone, we ain't dating. Like there are people who I'm, who I just will never date. We just I don't feel them like that. We cool, you know what I mean? No. To get to that point is something that you have to agree to. It. I'm saying that as a man, if it is a woman, unless unless I want to be there, I'm not going. I'm just going to. I'm, so our power is this. To answer your question, our power is when you go into at 35 years old, I go into it saying. Ninety percent of the women I could be wrong. I could, I'm just using as a number. I go oh. into it saying that if at this age that most women want to be married, I am not a bad dude. I am a dude who most women <laughs> would want to marry. I and so, you better tell so go into I'm that, not that a bad mindset, dude. <laughs> going into that with that mind, I mean, I'm just saying. I give good, I have great conversation. I'm smart. I work. 
I'm not going to ever, you know, I'm not, I'm going to do my best to treat you well. I love Jesus. You know, all that good stuff. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for, I'm going to do all that stuff that men do. I'm I'm a good dude. So why should I? I'm going to go into Mm -hmm. it and say this. Listen, I'm a good dude. I am the top of the litter. I'm not the bottom of the barrel. All right, yeah. Period. All right, now. Period. Period. (laughs) Yeah, we'll preach, so because man. I know you put on your sermon for the date. The <laughs> what you say? You better preach your sermon for the date. This is the date <laughs> sermon. That boy, you better go ahead and lay it on them. Well, I I don't think it's so much of a Latin thing. It's just so much of a, a more of a you allowing it to be what it is. Like letting, I mean, I know what you're saying, but when you kind of just let something, it's kind of like you give up on it as opposed to, you know, letting it be what it is. Because a lot of times people do come out of the friend zone. But then, you know, there are times where genuinely you are the friend. And, I mean, I think you got to live with that. It's not a bad thing, but, you know, people like what they like. And sometimes it ain't you. It ain't something that you got to live and die off of. But, you know, you get on it real fast. It's not the biggest thing in the world. And then as far as me, have I friends on? You know, yeah, friends on. Have I been friends on? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, me, like I always say, I live and die by delete them on Sunday. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. I was waiting on it. I'm telling you. You know, good well, it's always who is this with me. So, hey, look, it's not biggie. I understand. I ain't going to be everybody's taste of the letter, pick of it, or none of the above. I'm perfectly happy with my picking when I'm picking, happy how I pick. So, it's cool with me. Well, yeah, that's a it's a that's an interesting space to be in for sure. But it I I think the more of us are getting to kind of where you guys are and that whole I I know my worst type mode. Kels, what do you feel as far as your friends are? Because I missed you before, and I wanted to ask you like, what does it take? That was the question that I asked the fellas. What does it take to get put in your friend zone? And have you ever been friend zone? And now, after listening to the fellas, I kind of have a caveat to that question. Mm-hmm. With your past experiences, either putting people in the zone and coming in and either being put in it yourself, do you now feel differently about the zone? Is it more of a, you know what, we just aren't meant to be, it's not that big a deal type thing, you know, keep it pushing, like kind of like what Rashad was saying, or does it, does it feel a little bit different to you from a woman's perspective? I'm thinking that that could be, you know, I, I definitely feel it from what the fellas are saying, but do, do you share that same, you know, they just might not be to be type to, outlook uh, on it? Uh, not really. I think just as uh, even if you were feeling somebody romantically, just like if you were in a relationship and you broke up, I feel like the frizzle is like a light breakup, like, you know, it may hurt for like two seconds. It's like stubbing your toe on the table, you know. It ain't nothing that's just going to crush you, but, you know, your feelings kind of be hurt, like, oh, okay. But what I was, um, in my experience, I feel like I got uh, friend zoned more often than I friend zoned anyone because 
Um, and someone pointed this out to me. A guy friend did pointed out to me that I focus so much on trying to be, you know, that cool friend, and it mm-hmm. may just be part of my personality. But I focus so much on that that I put myself in the friend zone that I don't really mm-hmm. let on about being attracted to somebody. Really, if they don't if they don't make a move, or I don't feel like they make a move fast enough, you know, I'm chilling in my sweat <laughs> when I'm trying to play conversation. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. you know, and liking to do a lot of things that males do, um, you know, kind of put me in that. But after I realized a couple, after a couple of people said that, uh, I think I took it a little differently that if I was, if someone did approach me and I felt like I was attracted to them as well, I went ahead and, and made sure to, um, to not cross that line into the friend zone. Um, I don't think it's anything that's just super... Um, I don't know. I don't think you have to like prepare for it, but you know, just being more of a of a love interest, being more feminine than just trying to go ahead and be the homegirl so quick. So I know I think I did kind of change that uh, when it comes to my interactions with um, with romantic interests. So I think my take on it is a little different. I've never, I don't think I have the attitude like I'm. I'm too much to be friend zoned or, you know, I think I do take each friend zone um, situation just like I would a breakup. I guess in short, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, I think it does happen a lot more now just because people are more casual when it comes to dating. And I don't know if that's just, you know, being a guard yeah. or that we, we talk so much about it being negative. Mm-hmm. So it just seems mm-hmm. like it's, you know, if you, if there's no, there's no way to get to know someone. It's like friends on or are moving together. So let me let me ask right. you, let me let me ask you a question. Do we think do you guys think that um that because people usually just have um you know casual a lot of more casual sex, um, or like we call it like situationships, do you think that that's why uh, we see see that more now? Yeah, I think I think even because like yeah, with the situation shift, we have these different definitions of things. We've added so many steps into dating. I mean, you got a somebody, y'all. It like it's inboxing is a is a part of the relationship. First you inbox, then you move to the text. Now y'all talking. You know, you do all this before you even actually go on a date. So it's just not like it's just one dating thing. So if you if you do um, casually have, you know, sex, then you may even just be like a friend with benefits. And then if it don't work out, then you kind of get pushed into the friend zone. And so, of course, that's going to hurt a little That's going to sing a little more because, you know, you done already crossed the line. So, yeah, I think it's just the 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 casualty in relationships has become a catch-22. So, yeah, yeah, that's a. Mm. But do yeah, there's a do level of attachment think, to that. Do y'all think that? Do y'all really think that men get friends on more than women? Yes. I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't. I can women hold the power, like in the traditional uh, how we even get there. 
men are the one that's doing all the asking. So, of course, women have the power to put somebody in their friend zone more than a man does. Because men spend, you know what I mean, the week trying. Women spend the week rejecting in the general sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's more of a question when a woman says, so is it all right for me to walk up to him and tell him I like him? Like, if a dude says that, it's like, why wouldn't you? Are you dumb? How else is it going to happen? Like, to us, that's how it happens. For a woman to initiate it is like the abnormal. So, of course, men are friend-zoned way more than women. Are women friend-zoned? Yes. But men, by far more. Because women have options from left and right where men got maybe two, three women that may be coming at them. Like, she's trying to get at you. Not you're trying to get at her. She's trying to get at you. That number really is never higher than three for a dude. Because women are not right. going to come talk to you. They're not coming to talk to you, man. Man, it don't add up to no are, handful of women that's going to come talk to you. If there are six to seven women for one man, how is that even? Yeah, that's, not even that's not even. That's it not even. We have to. You go into it with the odds. What do you mean? Bro, four of them women. The, four of them women know that even though they like you first, you gonna say something to her before she have to say something to you. She just not gonna do it. And if she has to, then oh well. You weren't meant for her. Somebody else gonna speak to her. Cause you didn't do it. She might wink at you extra hard so you come talk to her. I don't know. She what might stand around in the hallway <laughs> so that you know you can be in the vicinity of where she is. But to make you that important to where she's really gonna just come tap you out, bro, that's a dime and a dozen. A woman ain't really doing that. And I mean, I'm. Sorry. I think it depends on where you are. I I I think that part depends on where you are and the caliber of people that you are surrounding yourself with. If you are an eligible man in an area, if you're, you know, you're making good money, you've got all of the, 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 the pros, you've got the more on the pro side than the con side, and you have things going for you, I think women will um, put themselves in a position to be chosen by you more often than not, whereas the men would not have to pursue a woman in those instances more than vice versa. But traditionally, I think men are more in the position to pursue women where it seems as though we would have that advantage. But with the with the, the, the supposed scarcity of, of quality men, I think more men have the, these days, have the, the, op, the opportunity to put more women in the friend zone because we are wanting a different type of man. And that type of man has not really presented themselves as, 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 as um, Abundant. <laughs> so in those cases, if you are that rare man that you know wherever you are, the women are seeking, then yeah, you might have the opportunity to friend zone more women than than the next man. But I also hear what you're saying, Rashad, as far as the opportunity is more in the as far as what women have, women have more opportunity to do it because more men are in the just the traditional role of pursuing. So we have the ability to yay or nay because you all, it's like almost a constant rotation depending upon how how busy that woman is in the dating world. So I, I see both sides of that. But the times are changing because of the statistics, you know, and, and what people are wanting. The, the the standards and levels are changing. So where, you got, you know, men are having to level up or, 
figure out where they fall. And same thing with women. We're try- having to level up, and, you know, that's it, it's so strange how things are working out and how we are choosing mates. And it's, it's interesting to watch how it's all unfolding. But things are changing. Level <laughs> The game is changing yet again <laughs> on how, how folks are getting chosen. So, I mean, it's just, I see both sides of it. I can't really say I agree or disagree with either of you on that because it really depends on where you are, especially after hearing the, the thoughts and the scoop, how, how we've been talking about it in the scoop. You know, there's all kinds of people. We've got a, more than 1,000 people in there. So there's all kinds of different viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, again, I think I, here, here what I'm saying. I, I'm not. I'm not suggesting again that that is. I don't know. The, the point. My point is this: is that when you go in, when you go into it with the understanding that of who you are, do I, and and what you're trying to accomplish, that you can. It, it's not. Yeah. There. There really is no advantage. Truth of the matter, there's no advantage. Period. There's just no advantage. You gonna and, and and the truth, you gonna win some, you are gonna lose some, but no, it, it just don't. The world's too big. The world is too small at this point. Let me say, the world is too small at this point. Social media has made the world small. Yeah. And if you're a man, and Agreed. the truth is, as a man, as a man, if you are a man in my age group and older, and you are single, it is a choice. <laughs> Definitely. It's a choice because there are tons of single women, and I'm not, again, I made the post earlier that said just because she's a good a, a good woman and all this kind of stuff don't mean she's yours. So I, I agree with that, but the point choice is to be there, are a, zone, right? there, there are a ton of single women Good single women, and you mean to tell me, and even though I might take time to find her, you can't tell me that you can't find not one woman that you want to be in a relationship with. That again, you can find somebody now that ain't that. Go to, you know, I mean, you could do all of that, but come on, you can't tell me that it ain't a plethora of women. I'm talking about tall, dark, thin, whatever you want. There is a smorgasbord of single women who want to be a wife. To a man, mm-hmm. how does that then translate to? I don't have. We don't have a. We don't have a plan. Right. So we'll be. We're gonna get the friends <laughs> all around right. the world as we speak. There's probably a woman getting friends on every five seconds in the United States. <laughs> we got stats, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I think with yeah, when when you have those numbers, and we and we debate this all the time. If you have you know some men who won't admit to the the scale of dating, um, that is is tipped, you know, in the favor of the men. I I I feel sometimes or more more cases than not that there's, you know, a plethora of, of women that are just sitting on, you know, and are, you know, each human beings, you know, just want to, like you said, just want to get married, be that special lady to somebody. So, yeah, I think, I think we fighting the friend zone more than we, than we like. We might, they might not be calling the friend zone. <laughs> 
like the bench are the good or just the no nos, but there's more women getting getting the uh, the constellation prize. (laughs) 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 We have a lovely party for you. I think it's more of us. This is my tape. Yeah. Like I said, this is a uh, this is a continuing conversation that we've been having, and I'm sure we will definitely be revisiting it again in other conversations (laughs) that we have down there. (laughs) You know, dating is always one of those interesting ones for us. Um, But yeah, yeah, this is this is good talk, y'all. I appreciate y'all's input. This evening, so we're gonna go ahead and get into our third and final new song of the evening. Um, it is by Mr. John Carrillo, the Remnant Warrior, and it is titled Lit. Uh, we ain't here to play them games, we just a bunch of sinners that have been delivered in Jesus Christ's name, and then we start to aim. For them lost souls, let's claim See, it's a wide road to them flames And that truth coming is not sugar-coated Them haters gonna hate to get rejected at the gate If you not lit for my lord, you can skate We rolling with a bunch of sinners trying to break them chains Let me make this plain, TLC the name Winning souls the game, I don't want the fame All we need is 10 deep, praising like TV Breaking down strongholds, turn them to a TP Jesus never failed me, so I love them deeply you can say to me, man, I've been set free. I don't think they hear me. With a beast in the street, then he saved me with his grace and mercy. Yeah, man didn't give it, and man can't take it away. We still live for the Lord, let me tell you. Staying strong on his word, cause he's coming soon to take us away. We still live for the Lord, let me tell you. Labor for the Lord, he won't lead us astray. We still live for the Lord, let me tell you. Satan out here tripping, he don't wanna hear what we say. We still live for the Lord, let me yeah. So dear father, I repent for them sins that I'm committing Please don't close them curtains, give me time I'm hurting I'm trying to spread the gospel but they keep on reverting Back to this day, stop judging, no one's perfect I'm getting weary of this nonsense, I would love to quit People don't want deliverance, see they just want to sit They don't want a full course meal, too much seasoning I'm about to flip, Motorola in, yeah I hate sin with a passion and I admit it And if I get caught in it, tell us where I'm headed There's no excuses from the street to the pulpit I'ma stay lit for my Lord straightway go Eat the word in the morning like a baker They could call me psycho, all in my cerebro Christ on that high throne, me I rode solo All up in that jungle, gotta spread that gospel Man didn't give it and man can't take it away
All right, that was lit by the Remnant Warrior. All right, so this Money Mentor moment is, uh, um, of course, brought to you by Money Mentor. Um, we, I, since this is National Small Business Week, um, I am offering um, the 31-day Money Mentor, um, the 31-day Money Mentor makeover. Always, it's always a tongue twister. Uh, for the low, low cost of uh, $4.99. And what, we're doing, what we do is I send you uh, instructions, tips, and tools every day for uh, 31 days. And at the end of that, you will have a new budget. You will have um, a plan as to how you will um, get out of debt, how you begin to accumulate wealth, um, and how to rebuild your credit if that's an issue for you as well. Um, again, plus I give you um, all of the tools you need and um, and a bunch of other cool tips. So if you're interested, simply email me at themoneymentor1 at gmail.com. That's the moneymentor one at gmail.com, and we'll get you signed up uh, immediately. All right, so Rashad gave us this wonderful article um, that I think that I want to talk through today because last week on – um, Financial Fridays, I talked about life insurance. Um, and so <clears throat> we talked a bit about what the difference between whole life and term life was. We talked about why you would want insurance um, and some of the benefits that life insurance is uh, to us in order to cre- establish um, to establish generational wealth. Um, for those, just a quick recap, life insurance um, is actually – one of the only things that can be passed down without having to pay taxes. So as an example, if you leave, if you have money in your 401k or in your investment account and you leave it to your children, there's what's called uh, an inheritance tax or an inheritance tax, an inheritance tax that your child will have to pay on that money. Uh, whereas with life insurance, if you leave money to your child through them being the beneficiary of your policy, there is no tax that they have to pay. They get that money tax-free, okay? Um, so that's one of the benefits of life insurance is that money passes to your beneficiary tax-free. Um, in this particular article, Rashad sent us, he um, talked about, they talked about an ESPN article where Jake Butts, who was a tight end at the University of Michigan, um, collected, he had what's called a loss of value policy, what's called a loss of value policy, um, and in, I believe, the Orange Bowl, he tore his ACL. He got tackled. If you guys saw the game, he got tackled um, on his leg, tore his ACL, and came out the game. Because of this, um, his draft position drops, dropped dramatically, and so this loss of value policy kicked in. So what a loss of value policy is, uh, it's an insurance policy that um, once you that you buy that says if you are projected to go in the first round of the play of the NFL um, uh, draft this year um, and you get injured and it drops you down to the fifth round, then what we will do is we will pay you um, the difference between what you would have made had you gone in the first round and what you made what you're actually going to make because you went in the fifth round. Okay, so when they go, when you go to purchase this policy, the underwriter decides how much 
you're projected to make based on, you know, polls and analyst predictions and all that kind of stuff. And then they determine, so they determine what the value is. And then from that, you have to pay the premium. Okay. So typically the typical one that the NCAA does is usually between a million dollar policy and a $10 million policy. In this particular one, it was a $2 million policy with a $25,000 premium um, payment amount, okay? And so because he hurt his ACL in the game, he was projected to be a third-round draft pick, but he got picked up by Denver in the fifth round. So what he wound up making um, from dropping um, to the fifth round, from the third to the fifth round, they estimated as about five hundred and sixty. I think it's five hundred sixty thousand dollars. So five hundred forty thousand dollars. He will get that money tax free um, because he hurt himself and took out this policy in the process. This is an actual legal policy. This is not illegal. It's legal. It's something that the NCAA offers. They offer other insurance policies too. Um, and their idea is if you get hurt and are, un- and are unable to go to the pros, then they want to pay you something for loss of wages. Is that, is that's their idea. Whatever. <laughs> but um, he also in this, again, like I said, he also in this um, had a writer. Yeah, there's a $25,000 writer on this. Um, and like I said, because that he made, Literally, because he dropped two rounds, he made $543,000. The article also says that really that equates to about 900 or almost a million dollars had he have had to pay taxes on this money. So dude took out this policy, and again, and he made this money. So this is another reason I bring this up, why we have to know what's available to us, and we have to be able to look at um, – we have to look at all of the options that are available to us and take advantage of them because our, the system that we are in, whether we like it or not, gives us a lot of possibilities and loopholes that we don't know about. And because we don't know about them, we're missing out on all of the, on these opportunities. And so we got to pay attention to that kind of stuff. So this is one example where, excuse me, where he is, where he, he was able to take advantage of it because, Either the NCAA told him, or he knew, or whatever for whatever reason. So, yes, but he just made five hundred and forty-three thousand dollars tax-free, and he didn't lose any money. So, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to explain to everybody what that was, um, because again, it's a it's a pretty interesting policy. So, any questions about it? And they take it out. It's a is offered through the NCAA, so when they're in college, does is does there? Oh God! <laughs> is there a time limit that they have to have this policy by? Well, this is usually right. offered the year before you're supposed to be drafted. So if you're a freshman, you probably won't get it. This particular policy, but if you're unless you like I said, if you're projected to come out the following year then that's when they make this policy available to you, according to what I, what I found. Uh, okay. Huh. Yeah, so it's a, it's I just a, want to add in there that um, they get – he was getting $10,000 per head before him. So what they, you said, the third round? 
Yeah, so from the third to the fifth. Everybody round. in the fourth round that went before him, he got ten thousand dollars per person. Ten thousand dollars per person. Yeah. Yeah. He worth some commas too, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's the, it, so we were talking when we talked about this earlier, and this is what I just found out. When we talked about this earlier, the question that I had was, if these kids are in college, unless their parents are wealthy, how does where do they get this money from? <laughs> so what this actually what this actually says is um, that the NCAA permits student athletes to use the NCAA student assistance fund to purchase um, this policy. Um, Student athletes may also take out loans against their future earnings to pay the premiums. Um, and then it also, oh, um, if, the, if the premiums are paid using the student assistance fund, um, they may be considered a taxable benefit to the student athlete and may affect their eligibility for financial aid. So, so to, that answers our question we were talking about earlier. Like, because I kept saying, shoot, you know, I don't know if my father got $25,000 laying around. It's like, well, Pierce. Here you go, son. Here's for that policy, and um, mm, you know, mm, so mm. if they don't have it, they, how do they get the money policy. for that experience. Hmm. I said I'd have had all kind of paper cuts if I'd have brought a policy like that. Talking about, I need twenty five thousand dollars to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that is not what we have right. the opportunity. Right. right. Yeah, we are not right. going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so pretty cool. Pretty, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, some stuff. I'll post. I'll post the article and I'll post also the information on it from the NCAA. But it's it's really really interesting. Yeah, this is interesting stuff. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, what's next? What we got next? I know I ain't got nothing in front of me. And of course. <clears throat> For the money, um, you asked us if we had any more questions. When is that what you asked us? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, no, not. Not, not for this. I would just like to interject <laughs> again that I don't know if y'all know, but that's a lot of money. And bro, put like that's a really smart move right there. Like, if I even is that policy available if I wasn't injured? Say I was promised. Uh, by the draft scouts and the recruit nicks and all those people that do these po- uh, these pre-draft stuff, or uh, you know what I mean, fantasy draft stuff and all that. Like, so the people that's doing that and saying that out of all this, I should go no lower than the third round, but I'm I'm not injured. Does that policy still go in play? Well. So you're supposed to buy it when you're not injured. So what, what's supposed to happen is, um, so you're a junior, whatever, whatever year you are, and you know next year you're going to come out. You're not going to play anymore after next year. So what? So you buy this policy, and and yeah, and so you just buy the policy at that point, and then the underwriter, and I don't know what their what their criteria is. Or who they talk to, but the underwriter or the insurance company figures out how, you know, what they want to, what risk they want to take. So they say, oh, you know, again, I don't know exactly what the underwriting specifications are, 
if they say, okay, Rashad, you're projected to be, you know, after we did our research, we think you're going to be a second round, a solid second round pick somewhere in the middle of the second round. And so that pick, because you guys in the, in the NFL, each pick has a dollar amount assigned to it in the draft. So they know going in, if you're the first pick, this is how much you're going to make. If you're the second pick, this is how much you're going to make, and so on and so forth for the rookie contracts in the NFL. And so so they know the difference between if you're supposed to be a mid-round second pick and you're supposed, your first contract is supposed to be a million and you fall to the end of the middle, middle of the third round and so you only make 500000 that that 500 that you missed because you got injured, that policy covers that part of it. Hmm. So, well, yeah, so okay. you get the 500 that the team is going to pay you plus the 500 that you would have made had you gone where you're supposed to. Now, what makes this, you know, what makes this, I think, is really like what makes this really good for the insurance company. And so insurance is all based upon risk. So you got to remember that they go into this knowing what the probability is that you're going to get hurt. And so they insure <laughs> you to the point where they say, we want to collect enough premiums that we really ain't got to pay out all of this money because that's how insurance companies make money. So as a part of what we do <sighs> is I want to collect premiums. So the premium that I take from Kelly, the premium that I take from, from Q, the premium that they take from me, Rashad, if you get hurt, that money goes to you or a part of that money goes to you. So that's – and then the amount that we don't – pay you out because us three didn't get hurt, we can keep that money and reinvest it back into our business. Mm. So that's why they like that because there's such a high dollar amount and the, and the premiums are so high that they collect large chunks. I mean, think about it. If his was 25000 and everybody in the draft had a policy then and he's the only person that got hurt that had to get paid out, how much money did they just make as an yeah. insurance company? Man. That's super fun. So now, do you recommend this for the players? Do you think now what yeah. is there a balance to the to the win? Like understanding that those insurance companies have their setup and, you know, the way that they're gonna make their money with the premiums that you just outlined. Do you you, you do co sign that this is something that it's beneficial for for both sides of this both sides of the game. Yeah, it's beneficial as a player because if you don't get hurt, you, you get your money. In mm-hmm. the sec- you still win the middle of the second round and made a million dollars. Like you just pay back, mm-hmm. you know, you just pay back your parents or the fund or whatever, and you still got your money. Gotcha. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have never known that. That's good information, though. Be able to pass yeah. on to people too. Yeah, get the policy. Get the policy. So yeah, it's good. It's good. That's good business. That's good business. Insurance companies are anyway. I no comment. <laughs> <laughs> just in case somebody decides they want to sponsor us, let me just shut my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We take insurance company sponsors too. Nah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we'll help we'll help get the word out. Right. <laughs> right. 
All right, all right, Joe. Let's, uh, let's go in the. Uh, we got closer. Re- oh yeah, we got closer remarks. We almost done. Good show. Good show. Mm-hmm. Good yep. show. Flew by this evening. Always, yeah. All right, let's mm-hmm. go in the closer remarks. Um, Kevo, you want to start first? Uh, give an honor to those that are petty and those that choose <laughs> to be petty. <laughs> I would like to go ahead and say. Bless somebody with a patty tomorrow. Be petty. Do something petty. Make yourself smile. It's a very good exercise. Smiling takes away calories. Smile. Petty. (laughs) Smiling takes away calories. Right. (laughs) Smile them calories off. (laughs) as, as (laughs) As always, I always have a good time. I did. Learned some learned some things. Learned about the 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 money dealings in the NFL and the NBA. You just when you hear about those amounts of money, you just like imagine what the owners are making, mm-hmm. the players Whoa. are making mm-hmm. that kind of money. If an insurance policy can pay out that kind of money, just think about the oh, it just amazes me how much sports, how much money sports generate. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's crazy. Entertainment. Yep. Entertainment. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. What's your? What you got final, so, you got final words? No, we're not skipping me this week, homie. Right. So, <laughs> I, was, I didn't know she was done. I was going to skip you. Oh, okay. I was going to say, no, no, no. <laughs> um, so I want to super, no, <laughs> I want to super encourage you to, um, everybody to really be diligent about finding at least one business to at least learn about this week. Reach yeah. out, communicate with the business owner, see how if you can't purchase from them, see how you can help. Can you share their information? If it's not something you need right now, can you share it and give an honest um, recommendation or good strength review on someone that you know? I know here in Oklahoma City there is something happening with us in this city right now all up and down my timeline. I don't know if this is just fine-tuning the friends list or if there's just really something going on. But we've got a really good momentum building here in our area. When I know you probably are seeing it where you are. Um, if you, We've got callers from all over. You guys, pay attention to the people that are in your timeline that are really trying, that are trying to make a difference and that stand for something, that are really out here trying to create something and make something happen for our communities and for us overall. And take some time to really pour into somebody. Give them a word of encouragement. Shoot them an inbox. You know, do something to let them know I see you because those types of things matter. It gets hard to really, really um, get up every day and say, I got it, even when you don't, even when you don't feel it when you're not there and you not don't always feel that support. So if you know somebody that took that leap, give them a hand and let them know, look, I see you, I appreciate you. And that's one of the things that we can do on a small scale that makes a big, big difference. So try that this week. Okay, <laughs> All right, so let me start. Man, oh, my God. Um, let me first start with um, I want to 
um, give a, I want to send my prayers, our prayers, mm-hmm. our condolences, um, our energy, whatever you call it, um, to our good friend, um, to my good friend, um, Jamaica yeah, Lewis, um, who um, a couple of hours ago found out that um, her mother has gone to has uh, has passed, and for those who do not know, Jamika's mother has been my uh, secret crush for the last several years, <laughs> and we laughed, we laughed and joked, we laughed and joked about this that um, that I'm gonna be her father-in-law. Um, <laughs> so um, so this mean this this one hurts, and so we pray. You know, we're definitely praying for their family. And want them to know that we are um, that that we support you all and that we're here for anything that you need. Um, so yeah, so that um, we love you, Mika. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and then also, um, I'm sorry, Lord Jesus, I'm getting old. Um, getting sensitive in my old age, but um, also I want to <laughs> remind you all. That to download your copies of uh, Nouveau Exposure magazine by going to nouveauexposure.org um, and downloading that for free. Um, it costs you nothing. And um, I do have a, 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 another announcement that um, so we're doing something new this year. Um, we're doing what's called um, a summer uh, R&R telesummit. So what we're doing, what Global Drive is doing, is we are doing uh, the week of June the 12th. We are having what we're calling R&R, which is um, uh, Refresh and Reset. Um, And so we're having each day, Monday through Friday, we have some different, we have a different um, uh, tele-conference. God, come on, get get yourself together, Winford Burns, Um, that we want to help you. It's It's free that we're doing, and our own, uh, contributors and radio hosts are going to be leading this. So on Monday, um, we're going to have a reset for Refresh Your Body with Dr. J. Um, she's going to be helping us get ourselves back on track with our eating and our exercise. Um, on Tuesday, we've got um, Refresh Your Finance, Kelly Johnson. Um, Kels is going to be doing that, uh, helping us recover from uh, financial failure and student loan debt. Um, then on Wednesday, we've got Refresh Your Mind with Ebony Brown, um, who's going to be helping us deal with uh, mental stress and trauma and giving us some tips and things that we can do with that. On Thursday, we got Refresh Yourself uh, with Leah McClish from the um, Queen Conversations. She's going to be talking about how to recover from the effects of abuse and bad relationships. And then on Friday, uh, we've got Magnolia Hood. Um, who's one of our contributors. She's one of our writers for Nouveau Exposure. She's going to be talking about how to uh, refresh your spirituality, uh, recovering from church hurt. Um, so it's going to be, we got an awesome lineup for you. All you have to do is go to the Global Drive page and sign up, and then we will send you um, the conference lines, information, and any other tools that you're going to need. It's, it's free. It costs you absolutely Nothing. 
um, we want to do this for you so we can help you end your year strong. So um, it's going to be June the 12th, so you got a couple of weeks, but sign up as soon as possible because there is only limited space because obviously the conference line only holds so many people. So that's it. Uh, that's all I got. Don't forget tomorrow is the word on Wednesday. Um, Thursday, Queen Conversations. And, yeah, if you haven't joined Scoop Nation, you need to do that today. We have some very, very, very interesting discussions um, in there. And so um, so definitely do that to uh, do that as soon as possible. Um, other than that, I ain't got nothing else. Y'all got something else? Not guilty. Nah, bro. That's it. Y'all good? <laughs> Special shout out to our artists for the night. So we had three really good artists. Um, please continue. Definitely guys appreciate the music. Send yeah, y'all send the music. Send the music. We want to definitely we want to support you all genres. We want to support you. Um, so as long as it's the radio edited version, uh, definitely we want to play them. So send them to globaldriveradio at gmail dot com. Lastly, I need you guys to do me another favor, and that is. Share the show. Um, we want you guys to share the show, and not with two favors. Share the show, and call in and talk to us. We want to, uh, you know, we want to hear you guys' opinion too. So, you know, when we have shows and things like that, call us and tell us what you guys think. We want, we want to hear what you think. And then, last, like I said, share the show. Uh, you guys see the links on the scoop and the scoop nation. You see the uh, the links. On each of our social media pages, we have uh, Instagram on Global Drive Radio on Instagram. Um, all of that uh, is for you and the Global Drive page. So we everywhere. So make sure when you see our links on one of our shows, you definitely um, share it because we are growing and we've always got something going on and we want to make sure you guys don't miss anything. So that's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, keep the faith. We're gonna get we 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 do it we all doing well so um, have a good rest of your night we appreciate you guys for always supporting us and um, we will um, we'll be back for another week. Boop boop. Uh, boop radio show on Global Drive Network. Again, make sure to tomorrow for Good night. You don't even want love Then tell me why you're here, love If you could just give it I should just spend it While you're standing here First you say you're with me And then you try to diss me So I try to keep it low When you knock me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry in tears Would you believe This love is forever, girl And would you I'm still standing here. First, you say you're with me. 
try to keep it low when you cut me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry no tears Would you believe 